The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of EricIsMyBanker.com. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And I'm Eric Osnes from ericasmybanker.com. And happy Saturday to you. Happy Saturday to you and everyone. Yes, always here at 2 to 3 p.m. for your listening pleasure. That's right. Regarding real estate and mortgage-related topics. Unless traffic is... uh, Gives us fits or anything like that, but we've made it so far so good. Yeah, <laughs> you know though. I look at look we skate at, in quite a bit. Look at my shirt though. There, I, it's moist. I have a, no, there's a little <laughs> stain on the front of it because there's this spot down in Tuckwilla where two lanes turn left, and uh, uh-huh. apparently the lift driver, shall I say, a professional driver, didn't really understand that and completely drove me off into the weeds. So uh, anyway, did that seriously happen? Yeah, it just happened to me. Yeah, and then he stopped. He did take the time to stop and curse me out. <laughs> so that's the way that usually works, right? The one that's was like that makes the mistake. Was that in response to you cursing him out? No, 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 Or was no. that just because he was I didn't so have joyful as a professional? No, I was, I was busy pulling the tomato off my shirt from this delicious sandwich I was eating while I was racing up to uh, tape the show or be, you know, be oh, on the okay. show. So, I was going to say, yeah. thank yeah, God no, it no, wasn't no. the Bloody Mary was busy. you were I having was, you know, while on the road. Yeah, I'm, I'm busy. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, my Bloody Mary. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, a exactly. joke. That's totally no, a joke. No, no, no. I don't no, so, recommend any of that. Totally something. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, and I'm sure sometime like a week from now or a month from now, he's going to oh, be driving Oh, I know exactly which two lanes you're stretch. talking about now. Yeah. The one that goes over by where Boeing Credit Union has their headquarters. Well, this one's actually from Andover Park. West oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. onto mm-hmm. South Center gotcha. Boulevard yep, or whatever yep, Parkway. Yep, yep. Yeah. So anyway, okay. but um, gotcha. someday the same professional driver. I say that. Is he driving your favorite kind of vehicle? Why? Yes, he was. Of course. Yeah, one of those your little, favorite Priuses. Priuses. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, so that's two <laughs> strikes against him, and uh, no, he's going to drive that some other day, and he's going to say, "Oh, there are two lanes that turn left." Yeah. And then he's going to feel bad. So. I'm thinking karma. You're giving on him my a little side. too much credit, I think, about him yeah. feeling bad about that. But okay, you might be right about that. So, yeah, many but. people may not learn that lesson. I but. believe that yes. a professional driver, if it's a Uber, Lyft, taxi, truck, yeah. bus, mm-hmm. they they should be held to a higher standard. They're the professionals out on the road. They're not mm-hmm. supposed to make idiot mistakes like that. Okay, many of those do have things like that, and it's. Uber and Lyft that is... Yeah, I know. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I yeah, mean, we could have a whole show un- around yeah, you're absolutely right about conversations that. like yeah. that. Darn convenient. Same thing it with is, Airbnb. Yeah, yeah. People. I'm probably the worst customer when I'm riding in the back of one of those things, though, because I'm, like, yelling at them. Yeah, get out of the left lane. You're going 58 miles an hour. Oh, I understand you're gosh. in a Prius, but, yeah. you know, I want to educate. And and I'm a helping person. I'm a I'm a loving, uh-huh. helpful person. I want to educate. Yeah, while you're screaming and at him in the, the back seat. Right. Okay. Well, how about speaking of education, Mister? Yes. Um, we recently finished another one of our 
classes. Which was really we, fun, by the way. Yes, it that was, was really great, class. but we have another one coming. Yes, we do. As, as most people know, we do this on an ongoing basis where we volunteer our time to the Washington State Housing Finance Commission classes for first-time home buyers. That's right. That's right. This is the official class, and taking this class gives you the ticket to get into eligibility for special financing programs, well, including Zero Down. Technically, certificate. Certificate. <laughs> Not really a ticket, a well, certificate. certificate. <laughs> so this class is five hours. It's uh-huh. absolutely packed with information. Cram-packed. Cram-packed. It's free. Mm-hmm. We feed you. Which most other instructors of this course do not. I know. They usually brown bag it, but we right. provide. Yeah. We're providers. We, we're, we're giving people. Yes. And, and so, we serve. But, you know, and we have fun with this class, but but, but we're we also We do, sometimes it. at your expense. Yeah, I know. That's true, but... It's, it's got information that's going to make, even if you're not a first-time buyer, uh, it's going to give you information on both financing options and mm-hmm. things about credit, like secrets on how to increase your credit, improve yeah. it, uh, as well as the, the home buying process at Reba. You, yeah. you nail that. And, oh, and you're you. giving information that... that um, it's interesting it's, it's to watch the eyes of the people in the mm. class and how they change throughout the number of hours. And it's not because, like, they're falling asleep. It's like no, no. It, it's like reality setting in, but they get super engaged yeah. and engrossed, yeah. actually. Yes. I mean, for a five-hour class, by the time we're done, people are usually just, like, coming. I mean, I just remember this last class, every single attendee was coming up and shaking our hands and right. just like, thank you, thank you, yeah. thank you. Oh, my gosh, I learned so much. Yeah. And yeah. that just, you know, that's part that's of fine. what – fills my heart with joy is knowing that we're setting people up for success. That's right? what it's all about. But I, but I don't want to spend all the time on the class, but we do want to mention that June 13th, which is a Thursday mm-hmm. from 4 to 9 p.m., we will be holding this class again. So if you want more information and details or to sign up, you can go to teamrebaclasses.com. Right. And we have been going back and forth. Our last class we did at Claim Jumper in Tukwila, and mm-hmm. it sounds like we may do yeah. that again. I think we're going to do it at Claim Jumper in Tukwila. Yeah. We'll ha- it's, they've got a really nice room there. It's super yeah. comfortable. We're mm-hmm. sort of it's like the family style class. It's just, yeah, yeah. You know, it's 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 laid back, but we get through a ton of material. Oh yeah, and, uh, and we'll people some... get their individual questions answered oh, course, b- yeah. while getting the benefit of groupthink. Right. right. When everyone's learning together, it's really actually a a great environment. Absolutely. We'll have some appetizers out, things like that. Some can nibble on while we're going through all the material. Yeah. So if we're going to cram pack your head, we might as well cram pack your (laughs) face. So So, next class, June 13th, mm -hmm. and that's going to be at Claim Jumper in Tukwila, just a few blocks down from South Center. Yep. Again. From 4 to 9 p.m. Yeah. You can either email info at teamreba.com or you can go to teamrebaclasses.com for more information. We'll have lots of other stuff up on our website about it too um but i want to i want to morph into i don't want to spend all of our time talking about sure. just the class because we've got a lot of things to cover today and we have a lovely guest in the studio yes, with us do. as well got some important topics to talk about today and um but something that you and i have been contending with recently we, these come up in the classes we talk about this all the time but we want to start talking to you listeners that if you are going to be going into a transaction or you know people who are going into it, there's a lot of things that we realize as the professionals in the industries that that people aren't actually that familiar with. You know, maybe they have a job where they get the benefit of a 401k plan. Right. And 
a lot of people kind of set and forget those types of things. They really don't get engrossed in what that retirement thing is because they're usually so far away from retirement that they're not really exploring it too deeply because, it, you know, they're thinking it's going to be quite a ways away. Right. And then maybe at another shift in their life, they decide, oh, hey, I want to buy a home. Oh, look, I've been putting some money away and now I have this access perhaps to borrow against my 401k to be able to get down payment funds. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 But what we've been running into is that there are a lot of folks who may not understand the structure of how to do that or that there are some very uh, kind of major time sensitivities involved right, with exactly. all of this. Do you want to maybe talk about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. First first and foremost, you know, not every retirement plan will allow you to pull money out, right. nor should that be your first place to go. You know, there's, there's always, well, oftentimes other options and things like that. However, uh, if if it is something where it, it may make sense to utilize your mm-hmm. your retirement 401k, for instance, uh, yeah, you've got to follow the rules that are set forth by right. your employer, and or by the managing company. Uh, you first thing you have to find out is can I even do this? Because right. there are plans out there, and especially if you're uh, working for a government agency or there's a plan or some nonprofits, there's what's called a 403b where you may not be able to pull money out. Or there are plans where the only mm-hmm. time you can pull money out is if you no longer work for the company. Right. So you really need to make sure that you're okay to do that before you jump into it. Then there's two ways to do it. The first way is that you can withdraw the funds, just pull them out. If you do that, a couple things are going to happen. Number one is if you're under the age of 59 and a half, in Cha-ching. most cases, you will be paying a penalty. Mm-hmm. And typically, I think it's 10% now. Yep. Number two, you'll also be paying taxes on that money because that money was never taxed. Mm -hmm. So you will be paying that as income. And that can be a significant hit, you know, 30% or more in in many cases. So do I really want to pay 30% to draw that money out? But you got to really know what kind of an account you have and all those details. First and foremost. Please, before... You go into a contract. Correct. Okay. And we're talking about this now because it's not so much that we're necessarily individually running into this, but this is an industry-wide hazard because we've had a transaction we've been working on where a seller had a prior transaction with somebody that failed for exactly this reason. Mm-hmm. This person thought they could do that yeah. and then were denied that. Right. And, and chances are probably never could have done it to begin with anyway. And they just made some assumptions because they read some things online. Like there's a lot of great information online, but that doesn't mean it's practical to you. Correct. And I've had many customers that say, oh, I've got, you know, $80,000 in this account. My 401k, I, I can just pull out of that. It's like, nope. I say, well, let me look at the documents. I look at the documents. It's not a 401k. It's a 403b. Sorry, you can't pull that money out. So you really mm-hmm. need to double check that. But the other part I wanted to say, the, mm-hmm. the first way to do it is to withdraw it. The second way is to borrow it. Right. And if you borrow it, you're actually paying yourself back. Mm-hmm. As a lender, we do not count that payment against you when we're calculating your right. ratios because you're essentially borrowing from yourself. Right. However, it's a loan and it has to be processed and every mm-hmm. company has their own policies and procedures yeah. many outsource it yeah so this yeah because just because your buddy did it and they might work somewhere else doesn't mean it's going to be the same thing for you exactly and it can take a week two weeks mm-hmm. 
Sometimes you know, longer. You really need to get after it right well, away. And and what we ran into was that somebody wasn't paying attention to the disbursement format, mm-hmm. and it turned into a check to be mailed. Right. And that in and of itself, and we had a short closing yeah. window, and so that became problematic. Right. Because right. we needed direct deposit so we could have access to those funds right away because if it's going to take them seven to 10 days to process that check and then mail it, which can take more time. And then it goes into the bank and they do a hold on it because it's a large sum deposit. You're already weeks. We're late. We're late already. and, And you have to be reminded here, listeners, sellers are not obligated to provide extensions. And in the environment where we're pick back up on this market and sometimes there's multiple offers again, you may have someone right behind you ready to snatch that house up if the seller loses confidence in your contract. That's right. Careful planning. Got to be prepared in advance, ready to go. And speaking of being prepared, we're prepared to pay a few bills here. We're going to be right back on Open House with Team Reba. Vision House is with us today. Stay tuned and learn more what we got going on. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1580. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from ericasmybanker.com. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. And we're here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock bringing you information on real estate, finance, and we like to highlight local nonprofits and also cool things going on in our community. Oh yeah, absolutely. I want to make sure before we get into our guests here real quick, Mm -hmm. because we do have the lovely Melissa Garrick from Vision House with us. Um, But we were talking in our last segment about down payment funds coming from things like 401ks. Yeah. Um, I want to make sure though, that our listeners understand too about the sourcing of funds. Yes. Thank you. you cover that real quick. Absolutely, because it doesn't matter what lender you're working with. Every lender is following uh, rules that were set forth by the Dodd-Frank Act in 2010. Mm -hmm. And part of those is a a rule called the ability to repay. Mm -hmm. And along with that, we have to document the sources of your funds to close. Correct. That it's not, um, that it came from an an acceptable source. Right. No money laundering. That also falls into it. There's the Anti-Money Laundering Act. Mm -hmm. There's the Bank Secrecy Act. There's all sorts of different laws Mm -hmm. and rules that lenders have to follow. There's a lot of acting. We have a lot of that. (laughs) That's right. So here's the thing. When a lender uh, looks at your documents, we will ask for at a minimum two months of your bank account or investment account statements to show the sources of your funds. And we're looking f- on those statements for two things. Number one, are there are there recurring outflows of money that could indicate there's a loan out there for something that's not documented on your loan application or on your credit report? Sometimes we see child support. Sometimes we see alimony. Sometimes we see a private type of a loan. And, and that can always uh, spark a question. But, mm-hmm. but secondly, we're looking for large deposits. And for a conventional mortgage, typically a large deposit is defined as more than half of your monthly income. So if we see a big deposit, we will have to document the source of it. Right. If it came from pay, payroll, something like that, that's fine. But if it was a cash deposit, we might not be able to use it. Or if right. it, you know, depending on, on what the source is. The reason I ask, I, I mention that is, is a lot of times we'll get bank account statements. We see a large deposit and that will send us down the rabbit hole. Well, where'd that come from? Well, it came from some other account. Guess what? Now we got to see the account statements from that account. 
Oh, oh there's yeah. a large deposit on that account. Guess what? Now we got to follow that one. I had one customer mm -hmm. once. We had 17 different accounts that we were tracking, you know, because this person just moved money all over the place. So when you're preparing to buy a home, one of the best things that you can do is three months ago, plan that out. Get your money put in the account where you want it to come from. Make sure there's no large deposits or things that are going to spark additional uh, additional scrutiny or request for paperwork. It can right. get it can get really frustrating for a customer, especially because they think they're getting picked on. And right, and, and they're not. I mean, we talked no. about that in our recent class. Like, you have to just start learning how to take a lot of deep breaths. Yeah, and and work on your patience. I mean, because I'm a perfect example with even my niece and uh, well, niece in law and my nephew. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've I brought this story up numerous times during our classes, but. My niece-in-law happens to have the exact same name as me. Right. Rebecca Ellen Haas, because yeah. she married into our family. Yeah. And she was Rebecca Ellen Oakley. So I had begged her to hyphenate, because I'm like, please don't do that. And sure enough, they went to buy a house. My mom happens to do real estate down there. No one thought to say anything to me about it. Well, my brother, mm. the father of this nephew, he does property management for me in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. And apparently shares a bank account with Ryan and Rebecca, and I'd sent money for my properties for maintenance costs, and it was a large deposit, and I didn't know he put it into a bank account that they were using to draw funds from for their house purchase. Oh and the next thing I know is I get pulled into their business because they're trying to figure out who this other Rebecca Hass is up in Seattle and why she just gave a large deposit. And, and the, right, right. we had to do the whole paper trail. I had to write a letter to the bank. I had to have conversations with the bank. Yeah, and I told yeah. those guys, I'm like, I told you, I told you this was going to happen. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, these things do, they pop up and, and large deposits oh, can yeah. just give us fits. Oh yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. But so. a little bit, a little careful planning in advance. You can avoid those, absolutely. all of those situations. Absolutely. So, yep. so we want to try and avoid fits, mm -hmm. and we want to talk about things that are pleasant and wonderful. Um, although sometimes there doesn't are things, go that way. Yes, yes, I know. I'm trying to figure out like how can I segue into that. Really, it's not really a clear way to do it. But you know, one of the things that we'll I'll, okay, I'll say this because we're sitting here talking about getting people into homes, mm -hmm. and we have with us. I'm going to introduce this is Melissa Garrick from Vision House. Thank you for being here today. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And we have talked about the topic of homelessness on this, you know, Fair state. Amount. Yeah, yeah, we've talked about it mm -hmm. quite a bit in the programming we've done for the last three and a half years. Mm -hmm. And I, I met Vision House at a, uh, I believe, a Renton Chamber event um, and started talking to the folks who were, you know, at the booth there that day and just really fell in love with what Vision House is doing. Um, so, Melissa, can you give just a quick synopsis to our listeners about what Vision House is and Absolutely. what your mission is? Yes. So we are a transitional housing provider for families experiencing homelessness. And what is different about what we do is that we um, are not that short-term emergency shelter. Um, we're getting families off the streets, but we're keeping in, them in our program for a longer period of time, average mm -hmm. about 16 months, so that we can really address the root causes of homelessness. Yeah, one of to, the things I fell in love with. Right, because we are really geared towards a transformational response, um, building relationships, which is often one of the huge 
um, stumbling blocks for a family who is homeless or anyone homeless. They don't have those important relationships to fall back sure. on. And so we're, right. we're coming alongside them to provide that um, in whatever way the client needs to restore hope, to build skills, uh, because our ultimate goal is that they move to permanent housing right. and can sustain it. Right. And, and so that's along the lines of how we do our classes that's our whole goal is to give people the right kinds of background and information mm-hmm. so that they can, once they get into that home, right. they get to stay in that yeah, home, absolutely. right? And we also let them know that if they get into a stumbling area in their lives, how to find resources yes, to yes. get help, right? Because one of the things we even talk about is, because um, many people who do experience homelessness, it's not like a renter who just got kicked out or got displaced because of what a landlord has done many times, especially during the recession, we saw that with homelessness of people losing their homes, mm-hmm. you know, cause we had high unemployment rates. Right. There was all kinds of things going on. We also had bad loans that were mm-hmm. out there impacting families. And, you know, one of the things that we tell people in our classes is, you know, when we had the recession, uh, they went back and took a look at a lot of the people who did lose their homes during that period of time. And fully 80% of them, did not know that there were programs available mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. Right. And so there were people who may have gone to experience homelessness that maybe didn't need to. Right? Well, and, and it's interesting that you bring up that per- time period because mm-hmm. that has really impacted um, where we are today. Mm-hmm. You know, there were many people that lost their homes, were right. pushed into the rental market, yes. which pushed the lower income folks out of rental opportunities. Right into homelessness. Yeah. Affordable housing has become yep. like the number one topic. Exactly. So it's just, it's been a domino effect and has, has uh, caused this exacerbation of the issue um, to where we are today. Yeah. So you mentioned that you try and um, connect them to different resources. Can you give us an idea of what those resources look like? Sure. Um, and it, it's really um, unique to each family because mm-hmm. we're, we're client driven. We, um, we focus on um, determining what what a family's assets are. What are, what are the parents' assets, and have them determine what goals they want to set based mm-hmm. on what barriers they see they have, and instead of us imposing on them right. this sense of well, here's what's wrong with you, and if you just fix this, it's right. it's having them identify because if they can own it, it helps to build that resilience. Um, it helps to build um, a sense of worth and ownership. Absolutely. But, oh, okay. Go, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, but the resources, um, you know, it, 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 it all depends on what those barriers are. So if it's um, they need um, to get a job or help finding a job, um, they need education because many mm-hmm. families that come in from domestic violence situations or, or generational homelessness may not even have received a high school diploma. Right. So we get them uh, – engaged in going to get their GED. Um, but then one of the other efforts that we um, work with them on is is a sense of community resources, knowing what those are, um, a work source program, um, mental health counseling, um, you know, education support. We do a lot of skill building in our program itself with the help of a lot of volunteers, experts. We have bankers and mm-hmm. um, right. such that come in and, and help teach some really good life skills. But um, as I said, it's, it really is unique to each family in terms of what their needs are. Is there a common thread, uh, Melissa, of, of your clients, you know, sort of a, a common theme 
you know, of, of why they became homeless or is it just all over the board? Um, I think it's, you know, there's not a common reason that mm-hmm. they become homeless. It can be um, loss of a job, a medical issue mm-hmm. that um, caused them to lose their job, mm-hmm. um, fleeing domestic violence, even all the way mm-hmm. across the country. Mm-hmm. Um right. Poor parenting, generational homelessness. They might have grown up in a car, Mm -hmm. and that's all they know. Um, So now they're raising their own children, living in a car. Right. Um, You know, not enough um, income to uh, keep from becoming evicted. Or there's, I don't think there's one. But what we see that's common to everyone that does come in is the trauma that homelessness creates in individuals. Mm -hmm. Sure. Sure. I don't know if this this is the elephant in the room or not. You didn't mention substance abuse. Mm-hmm. How does that mm-hmm. fit in? Um, it does fit in absolutely. Um, there it, there are substance abuse um, issues, and, and it wouldn't be nice for her to say something about you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. But also, what comes what comes along with that, or if it's either you know, it's hard to determine which one comes first. But mm-hmm. mental health issues. And sure, sure. but if someone comes in with a substance abuse issue and they don't see that as a barrier to getting and maintaining housing, then um, that's for them you to got work some work out. To do. Yeah, it yeah. may be something else that's that's larger in their right. in their life. But um, we encourage and work towards getting folks into recovery programs. And oftentimes mm-hmm. we're able to do that before they even come into our program while they're waiting. You know, I actually am. I'm glad. We're discussing something like that because I actually had a conversation with a friend of mine just the other day because substance abuse is uh, an issue that's out there, the opioid epidemic. You know, there's a lot of different things that can be um, impacting. But um, Brene Brown, Mm -hmm. if you've heard any of her work, um, she had a conversation in one of her books talking about the fact of numbing effects Mm -hmm. and numbing Yes. Takes away pain, but it also away, takes away mm-hmm. joy and every other emotion absolutely. you can have, too. So That's absolutely correct. there's a lot of things, and it, it, it is really about the self. So we've got a lot more to talk about. We're going to be back in just a few moments on Open House with Team Reba. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1580. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hassa, Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And I'm Eric Osnes from Eric is my banker.com. Yes. And soon we, to be Homebridge yes. Financial, which is uh, now a new uh, spinoff from Home Street Bank. So yes. looking forward to that transition yes, yes. here coming right up yes. around the corner here. Should be Going fun. from down the street to on the bridge. That's right. Too many potholes on that street. Got to get up on the bridge. You're hoping there's no Priuses. I can know that for <laughs> That's sure. Right. And run me uh, off the road. Yeah. But uh, so, listeners, we are sitting here with Melissa Garrick, who is the executive director of Vision House. And we're deep in discussion right now about uh, issues around uh, homelessness and what your organization does in terms of trying to help families who come to you um, in finding long term solutions, right? And how to get out of these right. situations. Mm-hmm. But I do, I want to ask, like we were just talking about whether or not, you know, substance abuse, you know, is that one of the the factors that's there? Um, But where I was going to start going before we had to get to on the break was, you know, that substance abuse does usually come from someone needing to numb a pain from something else, Mm -hmm. whether it is a mental health issue, it is a trauma from family. You've mentioned Mm -hmm. domestic violence, there's sexual violence, there's all kinds of different things that can come up along the way. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think when I was talking to your staff that was, uh, at the booth of that event that one day, th- that's where we kind of all connected, mm. right? Because 
we each had had some experiences. Sure. And I I can say for a fact, like, I've been there myself. You know, I've, I've talked a little bit about my personal life here mm-hmm. on the show because I'm pretty much an open book. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very transparent about a lot of things in my life. And I went through, I used to have my own nonprofit that was around sexual assault issues. And we um, created documentary works that we used in schools and mm. public and mm-hmm. all kinds of things. And, you know, I was a victim for many years in high school of uh, abuse by my classmates, mm. which led to division with my family because they didn't really know what was going mm-hmm. on and my parents assumed it was a substance abuse issue but it was me suffering from depression mm-hmm. from that and the loss of three grandparents and mm-hmm. five of my friends dying during high school mm-hmm. so it was a lot of very difficult things and then eventually you know after my first marriage I went through a major financial trauma and was about to be homeless I, I nearly died from a medical malady and then lost my ability to have kids. And I really went into a dark hole, mm. went into a deep, deep, dark hole and from depression. And it was only through a friend of mine. And, and you even mentioned, like, sometimes people are leaving situations just to get away from them. Mm-hmm. And I got lucky enough that a friend of mine who worked for Boeing got a job transfer from Wichita to Renton, Washington, and gave me a free opportunity to mm. move away from this horrible place mm. that, for me, I felt would eventually kill me if I stayed there. Mm-hmm. And I came here, and my life has been a complete turnaround. Mm-hmm. I'm, and I went from I had to move out of my apartment because not only did I have the medical issue, but the same day I was told I had cancer, I lost mm. my job because I'd been having to go to the doctor all right. the time for doctor mm-hmm. appointments. Right. And I was in a new job, and they said, sorry, we can't keep you. Mm-hmm. And so I went jobless, homeless, medical, deep debt, tons of things. I mean, this is why I'm so passionate about educating people, because I've been there. Yes. And you're describing a classic example of mm-hmm. of what can lead to homelessness that you yeah. would never imagine happening. But it does. But, and But what you're describing is that um, you had a relationship that helped you yeah. to, um, to come yeah. Uh, to heal, to have an opportunity. Yeah. Um, and and that same person also taught me how to deal with my debt. Right. And and many of the homeless, whether it's individuals or families, that, they don't have that support. Yeah. You know, it's the family that, that turns their back and, yep. and nobody um, cares to help them recover. Mm-hmm. And so that's, again, it's critical that there's that support system. Mm-hmm. And because um, it's isolating, it's it is very isolating. isolating. And when you talk about substance abuse, um, you know, that's so important to be in recovery if you are experiencing any kind of substance abuse because you tend to isolate yourself. So, we have mm-hmm. this requirement that if you're in a recovery, um, you have to attend three group meetings a week so that you don't isolate. Nice. And, um, you know, it can be AA and a, a Bible study or whatever, but just so that you have that, um, that That's excellent. accountability, yeah. you mm-hmm. have um, a sense of, of building community, because we also know that it is mm-hmm. community that um, comes together and, and can help someone heal. So, Excellent. So tell us a little bit about some of the, the different services. So you have transitional housing. Right. Do you own that housing? Or we do. You, you do? We do. We have, um, at, at the moment, 36 apartments for um, families, both in Renton and in Shoreline. Okay. We are in the process of building another 10 units. 
and uh, in Shoreline, and that will open um, hopefully by the first of the year. We have a child care center in Renton because we know that one of the mm-hmm. barriers to um, stability is child care. Yes. Right, so right. we have a child care center at our Renton property, and we're building another one in Shoreline. Excellent. So um, what we the services that we have, obviously case management, one-on-one support with a case manager for families. But um, we have skill-building classes where we, we teach um, financial management, financial mm-hmm. literacy. We teach resource um, abilities. So what are the community resources? How do you access them? Uh, we teach parenting. We teach um, cooking because that's okay. that mm-hmm. goes along with budgeting <laughs> and, and planning. Yeah. And Absolutely. there are people that um, who have, if you've, if you've grown up in a car, um, did you have a dishwasher? No. Did you have a freezer? Yeah. Do you know that you You're can save money by getting a bulk meat and freezing part of it? Yeah. Right. People don't have those basic life skills. It's yeah. mind blowing. No one told me for many years you can freeze bread and it's really great. I know, right? <laughs> and I was right? like, oh. as a single person, right. like I, I avoided for years or, buying loafs of things because I thought, oh, I can never eat it fast enough. And I was like, oh, yeah, portion it out and put it in the freezer. Exactly. <laughs> or uh, pay attention to what foods you're buying at the grocery store. You exactly. know, if you shop the outer rim, mm-hmm. you're buying fresh food. That's mm-hmm. me. That is more cost effective. You can prepare yeah. a meal for a family of four for ten dollars. Oh yeah, sure. If you shop the outer rim of the grocery yep. store. Yep, yep, yep. So um, those are a few of the the services that we offer. Well, these are basic life skills that we take for granted. Most of us take for granted because we mm-hmm. we learn those growing up. Right. Right. But well, yeah, I, I can, see but what you're okay. Saying. So I hear you saying that, but I'm going to tell you, I grew up in a really great family, mm-hmm. but my mom never taught me how to cook. That same person I yeah. moved here with taught me how to cook. Well, that's why I say most of us. And taught yeah, me how absolutely. to deal with debt. Yeah. And the funny part was my mom happens to be a real estate agent. And when I started doing investment property and working with investors out here, I asked my mom, I'm like, well, do you talk to my siblings about buying property there? And she's like, oh, no, we don't talk about money. Yeah. And right. I'm like, that's with strangers, mom. Yeah. Like in the family, you should be talking. So sure. I talk to all my family about it now. <laughs> So the other thing that um, I need to, to mention um, that is really critical in, and is, is our youth, our, the children in our program, mm-hmm. and how we serve them. So um, we have a strong youth and family attachment um, program where we address the essential bond that a parent develops with their child. Yes. 82% of our families have lost custody of their children at one time in their lives. Oh, wow. And that essential bond that you yeah. develop right. with your kids is gone. It's broken. Yeah. yeah. It's broken. It is hard. So we work to restore that. How do you do that? Uh, so there's a lot of um, really therapeutic, um, simple but really therapeutic um, activities that you can um, do. And, and I'll, I'll share a story. Do I have time at this Absolutely. moment? Okay. Yeah, I think so. So we, had a, we have a, a dad right now, a, a two-parent family up in our Shoreline facility. They have a son and a daughter. The dad um, has a good relationship with his son. They play boy games, but he doesn't know what to do with his daughter. He's, mm. he's afraid to hold her. He doesn't have that, that attachment, that, that bond. You can't read her clues. Um, so he doesn't have a relationship with her essentially so they've been working with him to try to first of all make eye contact with her that Mm -hmm. is something that when you've been homeless or experienced trauma sometimes that ability Mm -hmm. goes away Um, and then what can you do with your daughter that you will enjoy together and so they came up with building paper airplanes 
And so they built a paper airplane, and he instinctively reached down to pick her up so that they could fly it. And our staff was ecstatic because that was a breakthrough of him being able to hold his child naturally, really for the first time. And that's a big connection. It is. It's essential. Yeah. Well, we even talk like... You need at least 13 hugs a day exactly. really for good mental health. Exactly. Right? So and I, I know I don't get nearly enough, but I am a hugger. So warning, if you ever yep. become my client, I'm a hugger, people. <laughs> so building that with, it, with the parents and the children, but also with the siblings, because we yes. know that if they build resilience within their family, mm-hmm. they're more motivated to um, move forward and yeah. be stable yeah, yeah. Stick and together. healthy. Yeah, yeah. help yeah. each other out. No, right. that's a great example. And I do want to mention, too, because you start talking about the kids, one of the reasons we have you coming on here today is because you do have a benefit coming up that's called the No Homeless Kids Benefit Luncheon. Yes. And that is happening Tuesday, May 7th at Maiden Bower Center from 12 to 1. Um, do you want to share a little bit about that? Yes. Yeah, so we have, um, we'll have a formerly homeless child speaking to us who is actually one of our current staff members. She awesome. was homeless oh, wow. as a child. Um, and then Dr. Greg Jantz, who is an expert in anxiety and depression, and will talk to us about Wonderful. what that looks like um, as a result of homelessness. And um, it's our major fundraiser of the year. You can register at visionhouse.org and learn more about our program and mm-hmm. about the effects of homelessness, especially right. on children. Yeah, and there's no cost to attend. No cost to attend. So... No cost to attend, uh, but free please, come with, please come with your wallets open. Absolutely. We okay. will make an ask. Yes, yes, definitely. Well, I'm super excited to have you here and to be talking about this because it just, you know, like I said, we have had this topic on our programming numerous times. And it's not that we think we're necessarily going to solve it, but um, we like to open up to our listeners because most people, they think about a real estate radio show and you think about real estate television shows and most of them, you know, sorry, I'm going to sound a little disgusting, but I mean, they kind of make me throw up a little in my mouth um, because most of them are very self-serving. Most of them only want to put like, you know, what they think is the glamorous side. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we talk all the time about, you know, the stress involved Mm -hmm. in going through this process. Mm -hmm. And we talk about what also our, what impacts people to, to make a change mm-hmm. to, to do something with mm-hmm. their housing, right? Mm-hmm. And 50% of that is positive mm-hmm. and 50% of that is negative. And, um, you know, yeah. we just want our listeners to know what resources are out there. Mm-hmm. We also want to enlighten them because mm-hmm. oftentimes there are a lot of misperceptions. Yes. And about I want homelessness. Well, and so let me just say to you mm-hmm. that real, it's really important. We're not trying to solve homelessness. Right. We're trying to end it for yes. one family at a time. Yeah. Love, love, love that concept. So we're going to be back here in just a few moments, once again, with Melissa Garrig of Vision House. And uh, get on over to their website and sign up for that event coming up, visionhouse.org, on Open House with Team Reba. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1580. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from ericismybanker.com. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. And we're here this afternoon with Melissa Gehrig with Vision House. And thank you so much again for joining us, Melissa. Oh, thank you. Super enlightening. And, and you know, you, you go through downtown Seattle and you see the the tents you see the mm-hmm. the people walking around and it's it's super easy to develop a very jaded 
attitude, mm-hmm. you know, towards the homeless. And I'm uh, personally, I'm guilty of that. Mm-hmm. It, it, it makes me angry because I, you know, uh, maybe there's other ways to tackle it. And, and you're, you're one of the good guys. You're the, one of the ones that's really approaching this problem at the root cause of it. And, uh, and, and helping that way, like you said, just before the break, it's one family at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really the, the, the best that, that we can do. And so I, I want to know a little bit more. I, I, you know, we've talked a little bit about some of your services. So you have transitional housing. You own the housing. You know, so you're able to control all of that. Right. You have uh, daycare, basically, mm-hmm. you know, for the, for the children. You're doing counseling. You're helping get these families back on track and, and teaching them some basic core uh, you know, life skills, right. if, mm-hmm. if you will. So if, if, if I guess first question is how many, how many families do you typically serve in a year? Uh, we serve um, through our housing program about 60 families a year, but we also provide a service called diversion, which is that if um, a family calls in and we don't have room in our program or we identify that they would better be served by some other um, stable housing solution, we help problem solve them and support them financially. For example, we were able to get um, a family called us, um, and in the same day she was in the hospital because of a domestic violence situation. She'd come here from Florida to escape an abuser. We were able to um, get her and her children um, on the plane back to Florida not only with our financial support, but we partnered with a couple of other agencies to make that happen. So that's mm, with that's that fantastic. type of service, we can serve over 200 families a year. Okay. And and I'm, I'm glad that you've got a fundraiser coming up yes. because it would be su- super nice if we could significantly yes, increase the number of people. Yes. And we do not yeah. receive any public funding. So private individual um, fundraising is critical to the success of our mission. Okay. Excellent. Good to know. Excellent. Good to know. I just saw on your website something I hadn't uh, really looked for because when we were during our break, we were talking about making sure we get all your information out there. So if you go to visionhouse.org, there's not only how can you give, but how can you get involved, Mm -hmm. you know, volunteering and all that. You have this estate sale cleanup service. We do. Hello, I'm in real estate. I have people (laughs) who have stuff all the time. Right. So what we do How is... How did a, I not get told about this? We have a whole resale operation. So we have a, a thrift store in Renton, near Renton Technical College. Mm. And if you are having an estate sale, you can call us and after the sale, we will come and uh, clean out everything that's left over and we take it to our warehouse and we save thousands of dollars a year using furniture in our units that come from people's oh, homes. I am so excited to see this. You have, I mean, like, look at the smile on my face. It's right a revenue now. stream, right, but right. it, it exactly. saves us thousands of thousands so of dollars. If, right. If, oh my if, gosh. I'm so if excited. If somebody mm-hmm. looks kind of like me, has some really nice furniture uh-huh. that they no longer need, is that right. something where we could arrange <laughs> to? Someone we, that looks like you? We have a warehouse. Just asking for a friend. <laughs> a bald guy. <laughs> We have a warehouse and um, where you can drop things off. We okay. don't have a pickup service yeah, yeah. because um, okay. sure, sure. It just we just don't yeah. have the capacity for that. But we have a warehouse where we store furniture um, based on what we can use and what we need. Mm-hmm. So there's right. some things that oh, sure. um, got to be you know picky about that. Like a course. glass top table, we we can't use that in our units, but we can sell it in yeah. our thrift store. Of course, awesome. and that money goes directly back into our programs. Got it. So there's multiple ways you can get engaged. Yeah, I love this. Now, is there a um, uh, a market range, like meaning like city? Like if it, if you have people come and like have things removed, 
Uh, you mean same. in terms of the estate sale? Yes, where we yeah, would go? it says volunteers help remove unsold estate furniture and items, leaving the home swept, vacuumed, and dusted. Right. We have a, a whole team, that, do, and they're all volunteers, oh, by so the way. Right. So how big of a, a, oh, a gosh. range do they do? Um, I, we, we go, we're, you know, the team is based in Renton. We go to Edmonds, Woodinville. Just oh, all over King County. I cover all over the yeah. place. That's yeah. so fantastic. And it is an all-volunteer run program. Okay. And that's one of the ways that you can get involved is participating mm-hmm. in that. Also, coming to our warehouse and helping to sort donations yes. is, mm-hmm. is a huge need. Mm-hmm. We have a need for people to come and help teach classes for our, our residents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Coming to help tutor children. Um, we have optional Bible studies, and that's another opportunity for volunteers um, maintenance work. We always need people to help clean up our grounds. We mm-hmm. have um, companies that come and bring groups um, yeah. that for a day, so day mm-hmm. projects. Sure, sure. So there are all kinds of ways um, that you can um, share your time and talent with uh, supporting our mis- our ministry and um, also obviously financially, but lots of volunteer opportunities. Oh, Fan, these are some really creative ideas for fundraising mm-hmm. too, which mm-hmm. is fantastic. So you're not not receiving any, you know, Funds right. from the government. I, right. I love that. Right. That's, yeah. that's fantastic. What's your, Melissa, what's your, your, your greatest success story so far? Wow. Well, put you on the spot. Yeah. No, no there's so many. And um, this probably, this may not be the greatest one, but it's certainly one that I comes to my mind quickly. Um, we had a gal that moved into our housing last um, December. She had been locked in a, a, a room for over six months by her. Uh, the father of her children, she had four oh children, gosh. and she had been locked in her, this room, only oh. allowed out once a day to make a meal. Oh. And oh um, somehow she escaped, found Vision House, and um, had a history of violence in her background anyway, did not have a high school diploma. So she came in with a lot of trauma and obviously not skilled. Life skills were really minimal. So she... Um, she jumped right back into going towards getting her GED because we're really close to Renton Technical College. I, I happen mm-hmm. to be on the foundation board. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. And um, got her GED in May. Okay. And, and then she got a job as a receptionist at a, another homeless shelter, a part-time job, which mm-hmm. was a huge accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And in December of this past year, so she'd been with us for just under a year, she moved to permanent housing. Oh, with nice. her children. That is a great That is a lot to children. accomplish. Yeah. Oh. That's truly transformational. And she, um, she had all the support she needed, but also the motivation. So yeah. that's, we see that as just an amazing life change. Yeah. Oh, that's just fantastic. 100%. Wow. So you've got a lot of great, great success stories with your with your agency and your organization. Well, it sounds like you've got a good network. Well, and, and, and it's, sometimes it's those small successes like the, the, the father being able to pick up his child, yeah. mm-hmm. that yeah. we, ce- we celebrate those because someone may not end up in permanent housing ultimately, but they learn so much through our program mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. will stay with them it, right. to right. wherever they end up. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Well, we really appreciate having you on. Uh, Melissa, if people want to speak with you, have questions, things yes. like that, how can they reach you? Uh, our number is 425-228-6356, or you can email me at Melissa G M E L I S S A G at visionhouse.org. Okay. Of course, website visionhouse.org. Visionhouse.org. Uh, but mark your calendars, folks. So Tuesday, May 7th, Maidenbauer Center, 
12 to 1 o'clock, right? Absolutely. And that's your, your big no homeless kids benefit luncheon. I'm it assuming is. they have to RSVP. They need to RSVP so you know at how much, visionhouse.org. How much is, okay. We'll be having a salmon lunch, so it'll be really great. But the other thing I just want to put in a plug for is I'm always happy to talk to people about the issue of homelessness. So mm-hmm. I won't ask you for money, but I'll help to answer your questions and just become more educated about the issue. Okay, so if you have like a community yes, center absolutely. or it's a – or, or want to have a group in your yeah. home, whatever. Right, we, or maybe it's an organization considering putting volunteer yes. time into a program Absolutely. and they want to hear about what you have to offer, mm-hmm. come in and help for a day or you bet. more permanently. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's Love it. you know that's sort of an intriguing idea, especially mm-hmm. if if you know if you have a, a business connection or corporate connection. But what a great way to get involved with the community and do something good to, to actually solve help solve this problem. Mm-hmm. You know, get in, get involved with that. So I have to Reba, maybe we can work on that one of these days. Mm-hmm. Get a get a group together. And, I would uh, absolutely love to come out there. Yeah, and, no, I seriously when when you guys had the booth at that event, I think it was the economic forecast yes. event mm-hmm. and I walked over actually one of the people on my team was I think chatting with the folks at your booth and I walked over and started chatting with the folks who were there and I just was immediately like <gasps> and and I appreciate you coming in because it, it took a while for us to get you scheduled right right because we're all busy <laughs> we are um, but I do want to thank you for having done um, that because I'm so, so thrilled yes. to have been able to get you highlighted on our program thank you and this so will much. go out also on our podcasting and Wonderful. online after the show yeah likewise as well really really appreciate you having on today oh, hope this pleasure. is informative for all of our listeners today mm-hmm. join us every Tuesday or excuse me every Saturday <laughs> from <laughs> two, to two to three, three. To open house with team Reba to contact us, visit Team Reba at re slash max metro east side on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more open house with Team Reba here on AM 1590. The answer. The preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of ericasmybanker.com.